0: Welcome to the MMCast podcast. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? Here to talk to you with good energy, good vibes about um, magic. Only good vibes. We are today previewing, special preview of a time spiral card. Not only just one, but three. Today is... uh. It's a red theme where a bunch of content creators uh, have gotten awesome free previews from Wizards. Thank you, Wizards, for letting us be able to be a part of this. Um, and uh, I believe today we're really... There's just like a bunch of red cards coming out. We're releasing Time Spiral coming out, remastered. It's all of that block, all sweet cards. We have three cards we love. We're going to go through each one uh, eventually, getting to um, the final one, which is the one that will be able to be bound impacts in an old border. So uh, I believe the way this is working is there are... Cards from Time Spiral Block included in the set, but then each pack has a time-shifted sheet that is an old border frame card, and those can be from anywhere, uh, anywhere in Magic. So so um, I believe most of them, if not all of them, are specifically cards that have never shown up in old border, at least not in a pack. I might be wrong about that, um, but we are excited to show you them, so we're going to walk through three of them. Uh, at least two of these I have actively cast in games of modern. So these are modern Two of the three cards are modern playable cards. The third one is a sweet card that, uh, honestly, I didn't even know the second half existed on this card. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about that as well. Um, but first, uh, we want to thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons, for for being a part of making this podcast happen. Uh, we just recorded a 37-minute uh, movie conversation that is exclusive to patrons for... At least a limited time, if not forever, uh, that you can find on our Patreon. We talked about Star Wars and the Muppets and a bunch of other stuff. So if you got, if you want to hear me and Ben talk about movies, check that out. Patreon.com slash Damocast <laughs> uh, available for, I believe it's $5 and up as far as patrons go. Um, and we might be uh, figuring that one out. Uh, be a little bit different. But
1: thank you so much, all our patrons. It's been great. Uh, and I hope you like the new content. Uh, Pinky's up. do we of have... Your- Would we have fun talking about movies? I mean, like, you and I mentioned this in the pre-show a little bit. Like, I mean, I know you and I spend a lot of our life talking about movies. But if we did a podcast together talking about movies, do you think if we tried to take that content seriously, we would just get into arguments too often? Because you're unwilling to ever admit that if you have an opinion, it is wrong. And I am so opinionated about movies. Do you think that we would, like, do it boil over? Or do you think we would, like, have a good laugh? What is your opinion? I mean, we
0: do it. I mean, we do it anyways. I think it would be, I think, I think, I don't think it would be problematic. I think people like the arguments. I think that is one of the reasons people come on to this podcast. We disagree on stuff here and I admit when I'm wrong, or at least I like do the side shift where if I'm not admitting I was wrong, I'm moving into a position where my wrong opinion, I'm also judgmental of. And so I'm now on your side. I do like the casual sidestep to the, uh, the opposing team and make it feel like you had my opinion to begin with.
1: Is the first movie we're going to talk about the movie
0: Heat because I feel like that would be pretty. You have know, never pretty seen necessary. it, so any opinion I have about that movie yeah. is like relatively <laughs> doesn't I matter.
1: Know, <laughs> it, like, Son I, of a there's gun! There's no
0: way like a '90s shoot 'em up movie has better action than like 90 percent of anime. All right, so uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about preview cards. So our first preview card, going through this. Uh, well, I guess I guess before we get into it,
1: Ben, how how hyped are you? you got to be hyped. I'm really hyped. So I was going to say, uh, I have actively cast all three of these cards. Uh, uh, two of them I have actively cast in Modern. Um, one of them I've never played in a Modern deck, but I have played in a Highlander Gauntlet deck, and I've had it played against me in Highlander Gauntlet as well. Um, so they're all actually unique cards, and we will talk about each one and why they're so cool. I'm pretty hyped. I mean, I think that this set is like... I'm so excited about this. It's, I, I really, really, really wish on some level that this was coming out six months from now, so that in-person magic was like a thing again, and I would be able to go and do that because I have not been able to play in-person magic with people or at a shop in a long time, and by the time that comes back, the set will not be... Uh, current anymore, but this is a great set that's going to be out there for when we go to Magic Fest. And I do my Chaos Drafts as people because now there is going to be a new Time Spiral set that you can get packs of for like a reasonable price mm-hmm. that we can throw into these Chaos Drafts because the original Time Spiral packs are very expensive. And like I'll, i have like a closet filled with boxes of drafts
0: that were eventually supposed to run. And I'll make sure to have some Time Spiral for, for future post COVID. Or at least post enough of us in the group having vaccines that someone doesn't have a vaccine can draft. I guess I don't know. Whenever the the Do future happens, you know that happens. I found
1: seven like sweet packs in when I was moving. No. Uh, that I was holding on to. I must have bought at the last event or something. I have like a I have a dark steel pack, fifth dawn, torment, apocalypse. Uh, there's a there's a modern masters pack in there. Um, I added a Commander Legends pack when I bought that box. There's one other in there. But okay. yeah, it's a sweet yeah, it's a sweet yeah. set
0: of packs. Uh, one, one thing I will say is, before, uh, and, and then we're going to reveal this card. Uh, we are going to live stream uh, today. Uh, today is March the 2nd. Us playing Modern. So we're going to do to Modern Stream, twitch.tv slash castwily or uh, youtube.com slash the MMcast. And Ben is going to play a deck that has exactly what, every one of the cards we're previewing today in it. And I'm going to play some classic modern decks and we're going to jam some games. So make sure to check that out. Uh, we'll be tweeting about it, of course. Uh, so uh, look for us at... at I said 3 p.m., right? 3 p.m.? 3 p.m.? This that's is the we're doing plan. It. PST. That's, that's in the calendar. It's in the calendar. 3 p.m. It says Ben and Alex play magic. <laughs> so twitch.tv slash wiley or uh, youtube.com slash jam we will jamming some modern. So uh, the first card. First card we're previewing and and, and Marshall's going to conveniently... Time travel media is going to provide it here in the middle of the screen. It is... Uh costs zero mana. It's an instant. Uh, it's you're red. Leading,
1: you're leading with this one, huh?
0: At the beginning of your next upkeep, you have to pay four and a red. If you don't, you lose the game, uh, and you get to create a 4-4 four, four red giant creature token at instant speed. It is packed of the Titan.
1: This um, is a big one. Yep. It's a big one, yep. Alex. It's a big uh, one. This uh the original set of packs was released in Future Sight, which was the third set of Times Sparrow block. It is my favorite set of all time. I remember playing at the Future Sight pre-release and opening a pack of negation in one of my packs. Um obviously the green pact uh became a format-defining card in Modern, but the red pack, this is one of the ones that didn't see as much play. I would say the blue one is. Pretty close to format defining as well. Um, Black has seen play. White's the worst. This is the most interesting pact um, as far as, I think, unexplored space. And people have cast pact of the titan. There's there's a lot you can do with this card. Um, I have built several decks with it, and I will be updating one of those deck lists into something new and cool that I can play against you, Alex, um, next week on the stream. But this card. It's, to, it, it's today on the stream. We're recording this yes, a week we
0: ago, do. but today that it's happening.
1: Yes, I will be updating uh, that deck idea so that I can play it against you today on stream, um, which I'm very, very excited about. And, you know, hopefully blowing you out with lots of free four fours. I mean, look, it's a zero mana instant speed four four, Alex. What's not to love? Yeah, no, I mean, like as soon as Gideon came out, I like
0: have always kind of been obsessed with this card or just Gideon's effect with the packs in general. And this and the blue one are the best in that type of shell. Like like of the packs, the green one's the strongest one in modern. I think that's like by I think a wide margin and then it goes to the blue one. Um and then the black one has always been the like the middle ground. It's always it's never going to be better than it is and it's always fine. The red one, though, is the one that has like the swingy pendulum of sometimes being the second best one if the deck like really works around it correctly to the worst one. Well, it's never the worst one. The white one's the worst one. So I'm apologized to whichever podcast got the white one. Everyone, knows <laughs> um, that, yeah. uh, but um, pack of the ten is always really really cool. And 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 once they print to gideon, you know had like a pretty terminal amount of cards that worked really well with packs and even like in arena i have a gideon tribal using the blue pact because it's on in historic historic deck um and just like there's enough cool effects with that that you can cancel out though you lose the game effect And modern gets an even better one so like i think this card's really really cool i'm super stoked to see what you do with it um and and yeah pack pack cycle in general is just generally one of my favorites uh, like Losing to a pact feels so bad generally, but it's always really funny. And like even doing the fun stuff, like hive minding people.
1: that That's like the really interesting thing you can do with the pact. And so you can kind of have that built in as like a secondary sideboard option in any deck you build with them. Um, you know, it's a little expensive, obviously, to get up to hive mind because it does cost six. But um, there's really there's cool stuff you can do. Like, for instance, if you are planning on... Um, You know, some sort of Angel's Grace or the type of thing that helps you not lose the game. Uh, Snapcaster Mage becomes a really, really fun card with uh, with Pack of the Titan. It's a card that I I really like the interaction between those two. You know, for instance, if you're going to Angel's Grace on upkeep to respond to a trigger, you can like turn, you know, end of turn to uh, Pack of the Titan, Snapcaster Mage, flashback Pack of the Titan, upkeep, untap with 10 power and then like Angel's Grace. And that's like really sweet. Oh, sure. <laughs> so yeah, cool yeah, yeah. that's do. sweet.
0: Yep. And you like attack with 10. That's that's actually really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, a, that's I'm like a, what my old, old deck I was doing kind of did. I'll, I'll probably I'll probably look and see what I can update with that. But yeah, there's really fun stuff. I mean, the packs are great. And it's also uh, it's just a very cool, very swingy, sort of chaotic style of gameplay that I, I appreciate the design on these cards all these years later, even more, because I think that uh, I mean, the blue one's a little bit annoying, obviously having a free counter spell. But the downside on the blue one is so bad. Yeah, that's like very a, hard to pay for. I think that is the the, the most fair free counter
0: spell not ever printed uh ever printed and when i say that i mean fair right because there's bad free counter spells they're the ones that aren't good i think like it's perfectly in the middle where like the, there is a real cost to it and if you're able to negate that cost either by using it to win the game the moment you need it or to be able to combo with other cards to let you do it or just like ramp into the spell then it's fine so i, I think i think Like the pack cycle has always been really interested for those reasons and 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 like all the different shenanigans and for those who don't know how hive mind works, the hive mind combo is hive mind copies any spell you cast. So if you cast hive mind and then use any pact after it's in play, your opponent copies that pact no matter which one it is, and then they'll lose the game on their upkeep. So it, it, it gives them the, the lose the game effect unless they have the mana to cast it. But normally you try and pick one that's not in their colors or um, you just do it before they have enough mana themselves. And I think in a deck, even if you're doing like something aggressive with like Pack of the Titan and you're just playing the blue packs because you're playing with cards that are good with it, the i have mine like as a sideboard game plan is always really interesting for decks like against jund or like decks that are much more about like long term whittling your resources down and you just need like a way to kill them and have a combo that kills them versus trying to like kind of be aggressive or or something that needs them to not have good removal for creatures it's like the same reason you would being like karanos in back in the day against when you were playing twin against jund right so it's like a really hard to deal with threat enchantments are hard to kill And you have packs to protect it. And if you get it, then you just automatically win. And you're going to get to turn six against some decks in modern, no matter what. And I think that's a a valuable option.
1: It's definitely a lot of fun to play with the two of them. And, and you know, when you mentioned like needing to be able to uh, throw a pact out there and like make your opponent die, you can also like pack to the titan, and then if you have a pact of negation in hand, you can then pack the negation to pack to the titan and it copies them both. So now your opponent's gotta pay ten, they will almost assuredly lose.
0: So so the uh, other two cards I don't want to get into because they'll they'll work with the, the what we've described so far and like blue, red and white. Sounds like the game plan you're going for. Have you thought of maybe doing a, 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 a different color than those three? Are you, are you, we have to play red. Every card we have is red. So have you thought of like red, white, black, and you get the removal spell versus the counter spell that maybe is a little bit better all the time, but then you don't get Snapcaster Mage, but you get like Mardu colors. Or have you thought of doing green where you get the, the tutor where you can tutor for different effects?
1: Uh, probably it's going to be the same colors I've played before. And the biggest reason is because blue allows you to obviously set up your draws to be a little stronger. Um, it gives you some counter magic to protect. And then also, because one of the big things that you want to be doing in this deck, or at least the version I played before, was like trick bind and like Tail's End type of effects Mm -hmm. that you can obviously stop a spell, but you can also like stifle effectively a a A Fetchland, which can give you enough of an advantage for your 4-4 to win. So that's kind of what I would lean into. Um, But, you know, I'm going to explore it as I build this deck to figure out what the other best thing to do is.
0: Okay, All right. Now, second card preview today uh, is split card
1: yes uh, they're
0: both both sides are instance uh this is the 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 right side has the text return target creature you don't control to its owner's hand on a mono red card which i didn't realize that this card existed i knew that at, at this moment in time they were really into red getting bounced there's the red not buyback creature the the echo echo sting scorger. Yeah, the goblin, right? One in a red, two, two. From it's player gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that bounces the creature. So they, they they were like really trying with bounce being in red at this moment. And this this card is uh, I'm just gonna read it because it's not as as uh, people don't don't. This is a, a more of a deep cut of a card, and it is dead and gone. Uh, it, dead is in a one red instant, deal two damage to target creature. So not shock, but shock for a creature, uh, instant. And then gone is two in a red, return target creature you don't control to its owner's hand. What I think is cool about the card is that it it scales up, right? Like it it the red the first half kills a lot of things. And when you can't kill it with the first half, you'll be able to eventually at least get it back into their hand and out of your way with the second half.
1: Yeah, it's um it's a unique card because red doesn't have a lot of bounce that is playable. Um, So the reason that this card would get played in Highlander Gauntlet decks and our hundred card decks that we would play was because the Dark Deaths combo runs pretty rampant in that format. And Blightsteel. Steel. Yeah, and Tinger Blightsteel. And so when you're in mono red, if you're in a mono red deck or or just a deck that relies very heavily on red, if you don't have strong answers, like in in those mono red decks, uh having that card available to you can be actually kind of a lifesaver when you're trying to burn them out and you just randomly have a bounce spell. Because the you know the burn you, the burn out of early creature half of it is totally relevant. It's a it's mo- most of the time it's, a, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a unique card. It's the kind of card that if some combo like the one we're talking about was to get prominent in modern, I could see this card jumping into decks, into certain decks. But most of the decks don't rely entirely on mono red. They're willing to play other colors. So like that's where you'll see like Path to Exile would be played in, you know, uh, the the red white burn deck that they wouldn't really need this kind of a thing. Um, but it is interesting where this card is going to shine will be in the limited format in, in, in the time spiral limited format. This is definitely going to get the job.
0: Right. And, and 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 just to apply it to modern, like this this optionality is always good. I don't think this is ever gonna scale much better, but this is obviously this is for limited. This is gonna be really cool in time travel block. I think this is pretty high pickable, right? Like this is premium removal almost always, um, in, in a limited format. So like obviously limited great, great option. And then um cool and yeah, like in singleton formats for sure, where it like it like it in almost the best of one conversation. We talked about this with Glenn, right? We talked about where like they're much more into designing cards that have a best of one kind of focus at Wizards because of Arena, but also because of Commander, right? Both formats, both are interested in this idea of like, I don't get to sideboard. And this is a great version of that. I, You know, I, I, I am able to always have options against what my opponents are doing. And that's that's why split cards are great. All right. Last card. And this is the big one. And then we're going to talk about why we love Time Spiral. Uh, we have Old Border Frame. This is a one mana red creature. It's a human. It's a one two. It is. Uh, it has haste. Uh, it is also a monk, uh, and it also has prowess. It is Monastery Swiftspear in Old Border. Look at that original art. Gorgeous art by steve argyle uh i love i love this i I love this card i love the old border framed i love everything and like it goes with like all the other previews we saw this card's gonna be see play forever it's one of the best aggressive red creatures ever printed
1: it's really 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 good um i love this one i not only do i love the card but i also just love the old border printing i think that's probably one of the coolest things that the set is offering i love going back to the time spiral block i mean this is my favorite block ever Future sites, my favorite set ever. So it's, you know, this just gets me excited in general. But having the act having access to like an old board or swift spear that I can just easily get uh from from a pack is so sweet. Cause often those types of things are the kind of stuff that you, you know, you have to get as like a judge promo or something really yeah, specific. Yeah. My two of my favorite
0: cards that I own are my Judge Promo swords the swords of fire yeah, those and are fire so and, ice sick. and 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 uh, uh feast and famine and like i'm excited just to get more cool or old border cards
1: i am as well and especially in foil too right
0: Oh yeah. Well, and, and like, and this is gonna, and it's gonna have like, uh, I, I, I think they do. They have the star. I think they're gonna have that old style stuff. So like, just I the love the, those old foils with the, with the.
1: You're talking about the shooting star. It's yeah, like, yeah. The like shooting the
0: star. star. Being able to like walk into a tournament playing like for Montessori Swifts beer, Old Border is gonna be so sweet. I'm like really hyped. And like, there for sure we know there's like the Old Border path. to Exile is also being printed. There's like other cool ones. I'm like really hyped. Now that we know all three cards that I'm forcing you to put into the same deck, uh, how are you going to play these together? What's the game plan? Is it to play Monastery Swift Spear and then as many Packed the Titans you can in one turn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, so it's interesting. Like Monastery Swift Spear doesn't play in the style of the deck that I normally would want to play here, because, like I said, you need to cast Packed end of turn to get value out of it, to be able to attack the next turn, and not lose. And you actually would want to do that on the turn you're attacking with Swift Spear, but uh, you don't. You, you can, can do you, it on. If, you can do if, it on
0: your your main step. It's just they can remove the creature, right? That's you're you're not you're not any sorcery yes. speed remove. But like no one plays sorcery speed removal on turn two in modern. But you
1: want to have open like in the version that like I would play. You'd want to have open like Tail's End or like something like that to, re- to be reactive. Sure. Otherwise, like so, it's that kind of thing. But I'll have to figure out the balance of like exactly the best way to do it. Maybe it's more of a turbo build that is just like a little bit more red white all in with like double strike or something like that you know who knows i mean i think there's definitely some there's definitely some interesting stuff that we could do Uh, i want to look into i want to look into like ferocious and any of the fort like formidable uh, which is the one that if you have a creature with power four or greater it's is it ferocious yeah
0: ferocious then there's like there's the counter spell that the the spell pierce that's really good with with ferocious
1: yeah stubborn denial yeah so i want to look into some of that stuff because i could see that being significant um with getting a free four four i mean there's the there's definitely some <laughs> cool stuff you can do i think the reason we got these spoilers together obviously is to play more of a blitz version of the deck like you're talking um we'll see i have to look i have to look over what i have available to me in my pool and find a good use for dead gone well it's not you're not playing limited you have you have every card ever i think you just <laughs> i think you just play dead gone as a, because I'm forcing you to, <laughs> I don't think you As have one to, of? I mean, I yeah. mean, at least that can remove a blocker, right? It can, I mean, that's the it's fact that the Titans the want to get in for four. Like,
0: it's, like, it, it's, it, you can, yeah, you, if you have a 4-4 and you just need to get that last damage in, you can get rid of something that's, that's bigger, you can use the shock to get rid of anything that's in your way on the way in with Swiss spear. I think it's just, like, versatile enough that, like, playing as a one-of, I used to joke, like, I made that whole contest that if you could 5 a daily playing one Noggle in Modern, I would, like, give you a foil of every single card signed, <laughs> which I would still do, if someone sent me a five zero on moto with every Noggle, like, a single Noggle in their deck, I would give, I would find a foil copy of every single one of them and send it to as a reward, which no one's ever done. But like, you could just play one of them, right? There's the one that like you draw two cards and discard a card at random as a two one for one. Or there's the one that if you have like there's like there's four of them and they're all like bad, but <laughs> maybe one of them is just like almost good enough to get through it. I saw someone try it with dredge, which I think is also cool because there's like drawing two cards and discarding a card at random is like fine in dredge. There's 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 a way. I have faith in eventually someone five o'ing it daily with the noggle. So I believe that you can beat me playing blue-white control and Junt
1: uh, with a dead gun. I believe in you, Ben. I mean, I'm going to try. I feel like – so it has to be in my main or can I play one on the sideboard or what? It has to be in the main. Yeah, yeah. It has to be in the main. All right. We'll play one in the main. I, I feel like it bounces for two mana. I feel like that alone is enough. And it, Either, either of mana. the stupid decks you're going to play, either of the dumb decks you're going to play that are going to try to beat me will probably have a wall of omens that you'll be happy to have me bounce but maybe me bouncing it will be the, the difference of me winning and losing. So There's a lot of good tension. There's a lot of good tension there. <laughs> <Just rest laughs> and then, and then I'll bounce your Wall of Omens and I'll get you to two, but then I won't have any gas to win the game and you'll replay Wall of Omens and it'll be the most crushing Wall of Omens in my existence. I just need you to play yeah, like a white source into a blue source or like a red he's source not into a, into a white not blue a, source. Like, yes, that is definitely what's going to happen.
0: And I need you to like cast Angel's Grace and I need you to remand the Angel's Grace to your hand and then you just lose to the pack triggers. <laughs> You can't remand an Angel's Grace. Oh, does it a split second? Nice. Okay. It has split second. Damn. That's All the right. sick part. That's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why
1: it's... Can you, that's s- the other can reason you, you counter
0: trick-off. a split second with a morph creature?
1: Uh, no. Because morph creatures because don't use the stack. You just don't have priority until the spell has resolved. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that's the thing. The spell has to resolve before priority is passed. That's how a split second works. Got it. Which is which is a long time ago. Eric Wydetz and I did like a list of the ten most powerful mechanics in Magic history, and I think we put split second at like number one or two. And the, it's funny because. It's not because the cards that hey they printed split second on aren't, but as a mechanic, it actually is because it it, it just wholly invalidates the way that Magic is designed. It's just not on any cards that are quite good enough to I don't, actually I don't, matter. I don't think it's in the top ten. Like I, if it like, was on like what what if it was on like an epically good card? Like if there was like a the, the card, card as good the as epically lightning good, bolt good card is second.
0: a good card. I think if lightning bolt had split second, it would be better than lightning bolt. Which is one of the best cards ever printed, but that's because it's lightning Bolt, not because of split second. I don't think like like we're what talking if, what dredge and storm and like there are pound for pound like broke like they can't print storm cards ever again because the bad ones are break the game. <laughs> they can't print like like even the you don't green think
1: if, life gain storm card was good and modern <laughs> that they you don't, think in modern that if, like, you don't think that if like if like you know, remand had split second or something, it would be like the it'd be just good. like it would there's be better than
0: remand. Like like it, yes. If you print any good card that is in a top hundred card ever printed conversation, and you gave it split second, that card is better now. That doesn't mean split second is the reason it's the best card ever printed. It's just like. If you gave Remand Dredge 1, it would be better. If you gave Remand Buyback 17, it would be better than Remand Regular, right? Like it doesn't. And Buyback 17 isn't a thing that will ever be used, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would put Split Second.
1: I think I mean look I you understand why why I say it. I don't know if I stick to that opinion now. It was a yeah, very yeah. kind of a naive opinion. I think in a vacuum we were talking about it because of the way that it breaks magic design which it it's one of the few things I can think of that they've ever done that is sort of like you have been trained your whole life to play in this one particular way. It's the way that a smart magic player plays, which is that you you save all your mana, you play reactively, you like keep cards in your hand, you you essentially interact when you need to interact and otherwise you don't you try to keep as many resources as you can that's like that's the way that you're trained to do it so split second is this weird one little niche corner case they designed that that tells you that that's wrong and and you're and that yeah. and that thing you're planning to do doesn't work it's definitely powerful i guess I guess my point is is it's like really finicky it
0: it it it's yeah. actually only relevant to like in magic history a subset of some of the better cards in magic but really most cards do not care about split second. You could have an entire block have split second cards and it would just invalidate like counter spells in standard, which are normally not that good anyways. Right. Right. So it's like that's kind of why I'm saying I don't even think it's in the top 10 is just like the like counter magic doesn't matter in most formats to a degree that the game is altered it's bad for players like i understand ben why you hate split second (laughs) 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 because you like playing decks that are running counter magic to protect your threats and split second allows them to kill your threats while ignoring that counter magic that i understand uh but I don't think it is like I, I don't think that play style is is even 15 percent or maybe it's 25 at best. It's 25 percent of magic is counter spell based
1: magic. And that's being very I, generous. That, that's that's ridiculous. It's an easily for of, of good players that play the game the right way. It's easily 82 percent.
0: He's 2% of good players <laughs> to play it the right way,
1: like ramp players that have been dominating every format for the last two years. Don't count. My favorite thing uh, My favorite thing is when we were playing when we were playing uh, our, our game with with Tappy and Jason and you played a crucible of worlds and we're getting value out of lands. I was just like in your blue white deck. That's like, been there forever. Of course. Yeah, I, I I feel like that's it's you do it in every single deck. You do it like, first. You literally you have you have things that you do and you love doing and you do them all the time and the same i have the things i do that i love doing but it is funny to me that as magic players we lean into those things my sort of my blue white commander deck is the one deck i have that is
0: all foil i have every foil fetch land in that deck including and then on top of that i have strip mine ghost quarter waste i don't have wasteland because foil wastelands are insane uh i have two of those (laughs) um and why would i not play with crucible worlds that's and that's just those cards Great it card. doesn't even take into a, a, a consideration the fact that i'm playing uh uh not bizarre trader what's the what's the the land that you gain one life if you have Metalcraft and then you can sacrifice it for four to find any artifact oh, in your deck? Uh, uh,
1: inventor's fair
0: inventor's fair so i have inventor's fair in the deck like the deck's game plan at one point was to get expedition map with a trinket mage use that expedition map to get academy ruins then sacrifice x put that expedition map back on top of the deck use that expedition map to go get inventor's fair then use that inventor's fair to go get crucible world to start looping your crucible world and your inventor's fair (laughs) to get every artifact you wanted the deck including mind Slaver, to eventually kill your opponent with academy ruins this is a normal that was the that was when it was geist of saint Traft at least and when Mindslaver, looping Mindslaver was a thing you could do because we weren't living in, in, in streaming magic. That was like the main game plan. Geist's main game plan was to kill one person with Geist of St. Traft and one person with, with uh, uh, the combo, bot and then kill the other person using the combo to kill that other person. That was like the game plan. It's a new deck, I and mean, right. now it's Nyambi now.
1: Question for you. Yes. Top three favorite Alex Kessler lands. All time in magic. Go. Uh my top
0: three lands in magic of all time.
1: Yeah, i mean, I want to know your top three lands. So because i
0: really high. I know
1: you love that. If I I was gonna guess, if I had to guess, I would have put Academy Ruins in the top three for sure.
0: Uh Celestial Colonnade is probably also really high.
1: I think I would have guessed that too.
0: Um so what is my third? And and I don't want to put a fetch land, I think that's boring. Um
1: feel like i would say on as a general concept cycling lands would be your third favorite one mana cycling lands
0: those are really good
1: oh oh, oh no, no 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 i know what it is i'm sorry i take that back teleria west is your third favorite land
0: also love Tolaria West. Also in that Geist deck. That's a, an alternative option to <laughs> the Expedition map. Um,
1: Tolaria West would have been in my guess for number one. I would have, I would have guessed that pretty high. Yeah,
0: I think those are the three. I think it's Academy Ruins, Tolaria West, and Celestial Condon. And my first my first modern PTQ, I played all three of those in the same deck.
1: And he's like, and he's like, you know, it's only twenty five percent that plays, you know, blue counterspelly type of stuff. Yeah, says the guy whose favorite lands are all blue lands. Yeah, but one of
0: them is just, I can, <laughs> one of them. I can only use at sorcery speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm not saying I don't love that. We are friends. We like similar styles of decks. I just like I don't I don't I don't think games played in magic counter based magic decks are 20. I think that is less than 25 percent.
1: What are your I think the sweetest thing about well, the sweetest thing about this? Just as a, as a side mm-hmm. note is that two of those three lands are from time spiral blocker. One of them is originally from Time Spiral. Oh, yeah. the other one is from Future Sight. So right. just a strong indicator of just how sick. I think I think like uh, other,
0: lands, other lands, other that are up there, Urberg, Urborg, I like really Ur-Borg's love. Really I like good. love Ur-Borg. Yeah. Uh, I'm never gonna say it correctly, but I love that. Um I love high market
1: a market's lot. great.
0: Uh, Maze of it. High market's great is a big I'm a big fan of Maze of this
1: is a top three for me. Yeah. Maze is top three. Um uh Let's i really see. love thawing glaciers yeah that card doesn't do it for me those <laughs> who <laughs>
0: don't know thawing glaciers is. uh comes in play tapped if you know maze's end it's the better version of that card it's uh one it comes in play tapped uh it doesn't tap for mana but you can tap it and pay one to search your library for a land and put it in the play tapped and then you return it to your hand at the end at the end of your turn during the cleanup step um and you can do cool stuff with it uh which, like, I'm really close to making Obeka, which is, like, just taking, like, cast deck and making it into an Obeka deck, but yes. Um, other lands... My lands
1: are Maze of Ith. Um, if we can't use just cycles of, like, basic, like, normal, like, dual lands, shockwaves, yeah, Uh I think, I think
0: uh, uh, these are ability lands.
1: Ooh, uh,
0: Township is also up there for me, but, sorry, continue.
1: do it for me as hard. Uh, there's because a few... Blue. <laughs> yeah. I think, um... I don't think if there's a creature land that I like more than Mute of um, Ink Moth Nexus. Oh, 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 God, I love Ink Moth Nexus. Yeah, Ink Moth is for sure top three. So it's Ink Moth, Maze of Ith, and I think it might be. Um, I think it might be Fairy Conclave. Um, okay. Okay. I'd be Fairy Conclave. I- I've played Fairy Conclave a lot. It's slow, but having a 2-1 flyer on my land is so sweet it's a two one flyer for two your favorite t- card. it's my type. favorite thing in the world and i get it on a land which is the only thing about that card that's fallen out of favor for me a little bit is that it's it, i don't like as much uh that it has that it comes into play tapped i've kind of i've kind of come off of it a little bit one card that i really like that i've gotten like a lot of use out of is barbarian ring the shock it's the threshold land you can sacrifice for a red and tap to shock oh sure Okay. Uh, and it come it, and for if it has threshold, but it's just untapped red source pain land. Um, I've played that in like sacrifice to deal damage type of decks that loop lands a bunch. I mean, that's yeah. I was a strip mine is like pretty great. I, I
0: think strip mine <laughs> is lower than ghost quarter to me, and and partially from a like on both ends, right? Like I think ghost quarter is the the best version of that effect right like it it, for magic to exist right like i think that strip mine is awesome and super powerful but also miserable to play against so like i'm i'm never sad to see a ghost quarter against me but it also is a very serviceable tool that does cool stuff and the fact that you can like use ghost quarter that target your own land like you can target your indestructible land the indestructible artifact land which also really good land to like ramp yourself if you have a ghost quarter like which was another thing that i'm doing in that geist deck uh which is now niabi all these things are still happening in the deck it's just no longer playing mindslaver or geist Caracas, love Ancient
1: tomb ancient Uh, tomb um Caracas
0: is banned in all the formats that i can afford to play yeah i've talked about
1: a lot of non-modern lands uh for me i think i think you can't play Caracas in commander right it's banned
0: sadly it's 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 my joking answer to which card on the ban list should come off. Partially because I know it never will. Because it just like is above the power level that they want cards to come off of. But I think it is by being mono white. It's like giving white that like power jump. And uh, I don't think any card on the ban list currently needs to come off. I think all the cards that are on there are fine to stay on there. But Caracas being the one that come off is silly. And I love it. We talked about it on Shivan's Pop. Oh, that's something to talk about. Uh, I was on um, uh, Casual Magic with uh, Shivan Bot Uh this last week so everyone should check that out as well we did a whole conversation on like the early days of casual content creation so um because he's very focused on casual he's on the CAG um the commander advisory group and, and 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 has a casual focused podcast and was a commander podcaster for a while um and then uh me and Ben got started in magic content creation with top decking which was like a casual not about strategy show and that was in an era where like 99.9% of magic content creation was um like pros making pro videos right it was it was like patrick chapin and lsv doing draft videos on moto or writing strategy articles on 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 starcitygames.com and so like we were like early days before even the command zone was out there doing stuff like making content that was like for people that don't want to win a tournament want to have fun that eventually became the mm cast in the masters of modern which was like the competitive magic version side of the command zone for so long but even then like our podcast has always been about like how do you have fun in modern right like we, we've never been like this is the only like we only talk about the best top tier strategies because that's not fun i don't <laughs> think our listeners want to listen to us just like hate on cards they want to hear us be like how do we make pact of the titan work and i want to talk about how good pendlehaven is you know pendlehaven pendlehaven is is uh it is a good card yeah, it gives right, creatures fine.
1: i want to talk about how good gargoyle castle is
0: you want to talk about how good gargoyle castle is <laughs> at... not really okay I'm... <laughs> you got a crucible in play you got a three four every turn except now you can just get that card without there's they printed a new one that's better right recently
1: yes you knowing what a gargoyle castle is offhand is is excellent that's fantastic it's a, for those who
0: don't know, it's a colorless land that uh you may sacrifice it for some way too much mana to get a three four flying gargoyle token it's five mana and you have to tap that it might. yeah that sounds right it's pretty it's pretty hefty it's a it's a hefty tool you can tap it for colorless uh so so okay so a question fairy conclave could they print and I, for some reason we're talking about lands uh today which i don't hate uh could they print a colorless? And there's the battlefield untapped. Taps for colorless for two mana becomes a two-one flyer.
1: Not with changeling. Not with changeling. Just it's a it's a it's a it's like a weird creature type. It's some it's like a salamander. <laughs> so it's like basically some. It's like a hybrid between. It's a hybrid between Mutavault and Fairy Conclave. The difference being it doesn't generate or cost blue mana. Comes in untapped and isn't a changeling. That's that's the that's. The- um, they could print it. It, I think it runs the risk of being a little bit good. Uh, and I think only because it comes Play in on taxes
0: exists, right? Like in that, that, that is a flying one, one for one. And you can tap another one to make it a two, two. So,
1: so it has like a weird pump ability yeah, and it becomes an artifact. It's, it's, you're probably right. I guess, I guess it just feels like having to getting an extra power, uh, in the air without having to use like another land, feels yeah i mean I, no. i to answer your question i think thinking about it now they, they could print that in, in a heartbeat that's yeah, not I mean, too
0: good i think it'd be good i think it, it'd be playable but i don't really think it'd be i think it's worse oh, and it costs than, two I think to activate
1: not one to activate yeah oh that's that's not even good that's that's they would print it that's fine what if it what if it costs one to activate but didn't have changeling it was like a bad creature type so it was the same thing as mutable except it doesn't have changeling it's a two one but it flies i think that is too good I think I think I think it has to cost two mana. I think
0: that's still really good. I think that sees play. I think that sees more play than Mutavolt does now.
1: Because it has evasion, it's it has evasion, power. you he can just, can just
0: put, put it in any deck. Like like, and and it comes to play untapped, right? The cost of the colorless producing land you lose for the untapped. I think it sees play in Modern. I just don't think it's like problematic. I think it's a fine right. card that's cool because most removal spells kill it. Um, I think it's just like a sweet card. Uh, yeah, like it, it's it's comparable. To like um, like Inkmoth Nexus is really similar, right? Because Inkmoth Nexus is ostensibly a one-one double strike for one, in Infect decks especially. So this is like yeah,
1: and it flies and Inkmoth flies. I mean, yeah, it's comparable. That's that's a fair point,
0: right? Like so, I think if, if a two mana for a two-one flyer, you could probably even give it a relevant creature type. It could probably be creature type fairy or creature type uh spirit without, rogue or something or rogue. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, it has to fly on purpose so rogues a little weird vampire that would be dope i would that it's colorless but it would be cool rogue's oh, it could rogue's just be a thopter, right could just be a thopter
1: new yeah but then it's artifact then it's weird Ooh. and it kind of plays in the space of yes yeah, like spirit spirit
0: mob. spirit plays into like it could be like an ugin themed car right like ugin's ugin's Egg. <laughs> Just, yeah, Ugen's creation. Ugen's. Well, it's a land, right? It's like Ugin's defenses. Ooh, U- Ugin's gargoyle. It's, it's a colorless gargoyle spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Ugin's, like, yeah, U- Ugen's like a Ugin's... little Ugen statue on top of whatever Ugin, the Eye of Ugen's, which is now a castle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Something <laughs> like that. It's a lot of flavor. I know, we're all, that I know get. we're all over the place today, but you and I talked about this when we were in Germany or last year, some years ago, whenever that was, uh, and I. I queued up the other it's completely unrelated so we're just off on a tangent now um, okay well uh, i queued before, up the other I, day
0: i do have another <laughs> thing i do want to talk about before we finish okay, so okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, uh we are at 120 uh cuz cuz we are going to time. this is our time Sparrow block preview card. We haven't seen any most of the previews we haven't seen yet, so we don't know what's going on. But I do want to talk about original time Sparrow block cuz I I didn't actually I've never played it. I, one of the reasons I'm excited is like I love so many cards from this block from Tarmogoyf to Teleria West to Academy Ruins. Like literally we listed my top 3 favorite cards and two of them are from this or lands and and two of them are from this set um so I, I want to kind of define what that block was especially for listeners that weren't playing back then and and there's a lot of content coming out right now about it so so it might be a little redundant but i think it'll be cool from our perspective what we remember it as and then get a little bit from you um kind of like w- what it was like playing what was your favorite draft archetypes from it uh and and and, and what that what it looks like and, and how you remember that that block now um so first what is Times block so Times block was was the set right after ravnica Yes. Right right yep. after like Africa, Right before right before Laura Winblock. Um and it was like the first hit they did at Nostalgia Block. In fact, Modern Horizons one was like their like them doing Time Spiral Two. Modern Horizons was literally pitched as Time Spiral Two. Like in in the pitch meeting for the set they're like we want it to be a bunch of throwback spells we want to bring it back as many mechanics as possible we want a bunch of references to old stuff that's what modern horizons was and time spiral was that but it was set over three sets and the three sets played in uh the past the pre uh alternate present and the future and so the first set had a uh a time shifted sheet of a bunch of reprinted cards that were from older sets that's what they're doing now so there's going to be like uh uh art, you know that's where where um Monetary Swiftsphere, our, our preview card. Uh, uh, that's why it has Old Border. There's a bunch of other Old Border cards in the set. And that's what the original one had. So that's why they're... And then in Modern, that's why there's like weird old cards in Modern. That's that's where those cards came from. Um, then in the second set, there was the alternate universe cards. And those were cards that were classic famous abilities, but on a different color. So that's where Damnation came from. And and classically, this is maybe Wizard's least favorite set ever printed that's not totally true but it, it's on a top list of sets they wish they didn't do because it broke the rules with color pie so many ways that people keep using as examples of like oh no black definitely can destroy all creatures for four mana which it can like that's maybe a bad example what's a good example of a color shifted card that people sun, get sun
1: lance is like a card that's like why does white have three damage to a creature yeah like they started i mean and then they leaned into it more but it's always now it always has the condition of attacking or blocking uh it's funny because a lot of the stuff that they did actually with the color shifting has now become a little bit more standard within those colors so like brute strength for instance which was red giant growth red just gets giant growth kind of effects now often it gets them kind of in most sets like like Um,
0: harmonize is a good example though right like harmonize is one like green is not supposed to get just draw three cards for four correct yeah uh manatide is a good example of a card that they like wouldn't print now. Uh like White isn't supposed to get mana drain or, or or isn't supposed to get like, attacked force spike, but Force spike in white was what they printed. So yeah, so it's a set where like there's a bunch of like weird harkbacks to alternate versions of the the present. And so like even some of the characters are like if this character was evil in the original set, or if they didn't become evil
1: uh in the original set way back yeah. in the day. Yeah, well there's also there's also so Time Spiral One and has. And all three of them really have a lot of this cool nostalgia stuff, where they throw back to old uh, character names and they throw back to a lot of like characters from the original sets. In a way that I think the nostalgia is really cool, but a lot of the cards are really bad. So if you go look at a lot of the legends from the set, most of them are not really pushed in a way that makes them so. So like if high Arcanist or like uh, some of the other ones from that like a, that initial look who's set.
0: A, look who's a time shifted card. Like some of them yeah, are right. broken, like on the other hand, <laughs> where some of them are right. bad. Some of the cards from this set are like, oh.
1: <laughs> so then you get into like Mishra, um, Artificer's Prodigy, which is a card I really, really liked. Um, and then and then, in you know, you had the you had those grandeur cards, the five legends from Future Sight that I've talked about. Linessa's Ephraimage on here a bunch. But they're all the legends that if you had a second copy of that legend in your hand, you could discard that second copy while the first one was in play for some effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tried some cool stuff out. There's some stuff in here that's was, really, really fun. It was also um, the set that had
0: all of the alternate uh, legendary dragons. So like they had Newmott yes. and, and and for a while, this was the only commanders that were available in enemy co- in, in the wedges, right? Like the only way you could play a uh, Abzan commander deck was if you play with teneb it was like the only option available to you and like all of those dragon and that's my first commander deck was It was from this set so i've 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 got some roots in the time spiral block era and then the third set though was the future and that's probably the coolest one it, it to date had i believe it still has the record for most named mechanics in a single set 37 or something yeah it's like an insane number and the reason was because they each pack had a bunch of new uh future framed cards and it was like all of the different ideas that Mark Rosewater and the design team at that point had on, like, mistakes they maybe made with the frame or things that they would do sim- different. So they had symbols for each of the card types. And the converted mana cost was on the other side of the card because they realized when you fan your cards out, that's the thing that matters. So they put it on the other side. So they did all this weird stuff with, like, the frame to make it look really sci fi and different. And then they, like they came up with a bunch of mechanics that could show up in the future many have now shown up they came up with like Tarmogoyf is in that old frame originally and
1: Tarmogoyf. you, you like, have you also have there There was a cycle of lands from that original set that uh included five different ones and now to date two of those five have now shown up and had full cycles the first of which was graven cairns showed up there and, and a few years later not just just a couple of years later maybe within a year no, no, Gra- uh, you Gra- had the Sorry, Graven Cairns came literally the
0: next year because it, it, there was a few Future Sight cards that were specifically from Lorwyn block that they knew were coming
1: out that they just put into Future Sight to like play with okay. the game. So you had Graven Cairns, you had Horizon Canopy, which then eventually in Modern Horizons actually got the rest of the cycle. Five of the cycle.
0: We don't have the four remaining allied Horizon lands.
1: Yes, yes. They, they gave us they gave us a full uh, five of them. Though. They we gave got us five enemy
0: ones, them. yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get the rest of the horizon lands because I think those are pretty beloved. Um, But yeah, it's it's and then what I was going to say with Tarmogoyf, like Tarmogoyf was the first time anyone had ever seen the word planeswalker on a card because they knew tribal or Yeah, both. Yeah. Tribal and planeswalker. So when it came out, that's why it was kind of like, oh, this card's not very good is because like two of the card types didn't exist and they never knew if it would exist. So it was like at best a six, seven, which ended up still being good. And that's like one of the famous cards people would like. Oh yeah, here's this Tarmokoy. Give me that bad card. I don't care about. It. And then like three weeks later, yeah. it was a fifty dollar card. That story. Like so, there's all this like really cool stuff there. That's uh, that they made references to. Some of it were mechanics they knew were coming. So the next two sets had them in. There was a bunch of Lore and Shadowmore cards. Um, and then some stuff was stuff that just like is never going to exist, like Sliver cycling and Wizard cycling and uh fate seal which is a mechanic that will just never exist or so
1: many of those weird but so many of those weird mechanics and weird cards are cards that i have tried using and have used like over the years in decks like like wizard cycling is like a definitely something i've used a bunch oh yeah uh, i've tried that i've tried to use that card a whole bunch of different times but all mage is the card that has it um there's there's a lot of weird cards in there there's also like all these abilities that never got used like gravestorm um yep. was was one that was cool and and you had like this one card called a uh, flesh crafter that had an ability called transfigure which is a lot like transmute except that it's when the creature is on the battlefield same same exact deal um where you could sacrifice it for an ability of, of three so black black one on this card it was a four a three three four four i think and you could sacrifice it and search your library for another creature i think with I think it was with equal power and toughness, but it might've been the same converted mana cost. I can't quite remember, but it's like a slow tutor. Um, you know, they tried a bunch of weird stuff in oh, there, like, like
0: fortifications, which were equipment yes. for lands. Like we have vehicles and equipment and this is equipment for land. And I had, I did like a thread on Twitter, Maybe I'll link if I can like find this, I'll link to it in this uh, in this episode on like all of the different because they like the, the fortifications has never seen any more printing because they like can't think of any other ideas for it. Apparently, <laughs> And I came up with the whole thread of like all of the different fortifications I made if I could make because I think fortifications is a cool mechanic. There's like a lot of cool untapped potential still that just like for different reasons hasn't worked. They also tried like. You know, they they did like cycling, but you sacrifice a land. Or they did cycling where you pay to life, right? They did like weird free cycling costs in this set. Was like the first
1: time they did that. Oh yeah, Edge of Autumn. It's like one of my. That's another one of my favorite cards. I I man, dude, do I love do I love Future Sight? I love like, it more than anything. And there's like weird stuff. Narcomoeba which
0: like eventually got yeah. printed on, on in Ravnica, but like you have to s- self mill set had to be a thing that existed at the time or like logic, not with delve, right? There was like the first three delve cards were from future set. And eventually they came out in cons, but the, the, the point is that they were just like, it, it was such an experimentally cool set where they just came up with wild ideas. And it's the one thing I do hope that happens in modern horizons too Right. If Modern Horizon 1 was supposed to be Time Spiral 2, I hope Modern Horizons 2 is Future Sight 2, right? Where they're yeah. just like, here's the future. I mean, I like, because the, the problem is, I don't think it'll be time. I don't think it'll be Planar Chaos 2 or whatever. It's not Planar Chaos. What's the second one called? Yeah. Planar Chaos. Yeah. Planar. So I don't it think it'll planar be Planar Chaos, chaos 2 because of what we said, the alternate universe issue. And or or it is, and they figured out a new solution where like maybe they go to a bunch of worlds like. Uh, Tarkir, where like Dragons of Tarkir is gone, but they could go to regular Tarkir, or like, what does Dominaria look like if they hadn't destroyed the planet, or if Eldrazi won, what does Zendikar look like, but I think that like, more likely it's going to be uh, not more likely, I hope, I hope it's Future Sight too, Future Sight is so dope, like I didn't even get to play it at the time, but that's one of the reasons I'm excited about Time Spiral remastered, but like, and that's where the packs are from, right? Packs are another packs were based off of uh, supersonic slug or something. It was an unglued card um, or an unhinged card. I'm going to look it up um, really quickly. Or Marshall brought it up using the power of editing. Um, Rocket powered yes. turbo slug, which is a three, one for, Three in a red, three one super haste. This may attack the turn before you play it. You may put this card into play from your hand, tapped and attacking during your declare attacker step. If you do, you lose the game at the end of your next turn unless you play this card's mana cost during that turn. So you get to play this a turn, and that's where the pack came from. Literally, literally, pack of the titan is rocket powered turbo slug made in white border
1: or in black border <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's the same it's the same idea it's very close to it um well, and, they, like they've, uh, and they've yeah. said on record that they based the pact cycle
0: off of this card like and and, and that yeah. they, that that pact of the time started as basically rocket powered turbo slug with this technology and then it evolved because like oh this could be a 4-4 because the 3-1's bad and it's a rare and there's a rare cycle so um but yeah, I think I think like just like all of the mind power of what's possible being put into Time Spiral Block, like kind of rewrote Magic's future in a lot of ways. And on part like future site being a joke.
1: The thing I'm the most excited for is suspend. <laughs> I'm hoping it's coming back. I'm assuming it is. Uh we none of our three cards reference suspend, but I have to imagine it is. Yeah, it was such yeah, a yeah. huge part of Time Spiral Block um and in all of the blocks like the whole suspend thing uh it's it's one of those things i think for me that i just played during that time and i really liked the idea of suspend it appealed to me and mm-hmm. so it always has and i've always wanted to go back to it i think it's a complicated mechanic for a lot of players and i think a lot of players actually don't like it um but i don't know i mean maybe they've made over the years they've, they've introduced so many complicated mechanics now that maybe they look at it now and they're just like yeah it's the same as any other complicated mechanic. I mean, do you like suspend? Are you a fan? I love suspend.
0: I think it's really, really, really cool. It's
1: very complicated,
0: and like, there's like a weird baggage on the fact that like creatures have haste when they enter play, but like, it's really sweet. I love. I've always loved suspend, even before like I got real nostalgic for this set, uh, and, and it was like one of the key features to Modern Horizons one, not Modern Horizons one, Modern Masters one draft. Yeah. Right. it was like, and and with that kind of said. I think and, and this is gonna be a moment where I'm gonna say a sentence and hopefully it'll be the name of the episode, especially if this is split off as its second its own video. Um, or even if it's like time spiral remastered, preview and uh and then this will be the title. Time I, I'm gonna say Time Spire block is the most influential magic block in modern history to modern. And I think by like a wide margin.
1: I think Times Square is one of the most influential blocks in in magic history. I mean, sure. I think pretty pretty easily. I think it's it's so loved like by so podcast, many players. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: we're like a modern podcast. And, and, yes, it is beloved, but I think like it's such a touchpoint for everything. But like. it I think it affected Modern in a way differently than the rest of Magic. Obviously, influential with Magic, right? In in the same ways, it's influential for Modern. But the fact that Modern Masters 1, in many ways, was a retelling of Time Spiral Block cards. The fact that it had Suspend and Fungus and all of these different draft strategies that were a part of that Time Spiral Block. And in many ways, it was kind of like a reprinting of that set. The fact that Modern Horizons 1 started as Time Spiral Block 2 within its creation and eventually became like, got that extra modern bump to make it, like, more popular at the time because they were worried about Time Spiral 2. Even the fact that Time Spiral 2 block is coming out, or Time Spiral Reprinted Master is coming out now, kind of at a moment where, like, modern was in a bad place because of COVID and everything. and might be making a big comeback going into this year. I think that, and then just, like, all the, the ways it's influenced, the way it's, like, every... Because, like, basically since where I would say almost pioneer started. I think that's when time spirals effect on magic started dissipating, right? Like that's when you stop, right. Like, what delve came out in cons. And then there hasn't been that many mechanics from that era that they hadn't gotten to yet. There, most of the stuff that like the color pie messed with has been either adopted at this point or won't be adopted. And so it feels or, more like
1: outclassed in like what they did. Like, right, there's very few cards back then that broke the color pie that are so good that they like there's a lot of interesting rats that are not white four drops so damnation is really cool but most colors have really great access now
0: yeah and so and so it feels to me like like the core of what makes modern modern was created by time spiral block more than any that than basically any other any other single set and and that influence obviously is is true of a lot of magic but because it circles so much such such a higher percentage of what Modern is and and then influence some of the most important moments of modern history, being modern masters, modern horizons, and even just like some of the cards. Tarmogoyf is like one of the most influential cards in modern history, like modern history. Like there's just yeah. like sets oh, yeah. there. Like it, like maybe Ravnica, original Ravnica is up there. Maybe Zendikar because of Fetchlands, right? And maybe Mirrodin. Like those are the only other ones that I would say are. And I guess Innistrad. I think those would be like my top five most influential sets in Modern. I think Time Spiral Block beats all the other ones.
1: I want to get, when when we get back to regular life and we can see each other in person again. Yeah. I know it's taxing because it's a lot of time and that's just the nature of it. But I would like to put aside a night a week to draft. And I want to draft old sets. I wanna, I want to just do throwback drafts. I want to buy a box of like of Venicestra and I want to just draft instra or I want to buy like and I just want to get players together and just do throwback <laughs> drafts. sounds fun yeah. I would like to do I that. think
0: once a week is gonna be uh aggressive for <laughs> me to do consistently especially convincing my wife after we do the podcast once a week and we do uh a live just stream the, commander the, once a week that stream, I wouldn't yeah. want to get rid of now maybe we can once in a while do live drafts if we could ever figure out how to make that work but I don't know how we I don't have that technology. I I could maybe figure that out. I have like four webcams now. I could maybe strap together a draft cam situation. We'd have to be very specific. Um, It'd be boring in the beginning.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm down to do more drafts though. (laughs) Uh, I just miss in-person stuff and I have nostalgia for these old sets. I want to draft Innistrad. I want to draft all the sets you're talking about. I I think I have two ultimate... I, I have
0: one ultimate Masters box left. I have two modern horizon boxes i have four on on are unstable boxes like i have a bunch yeah, of you want, you want you want heavy on those like well the draft format's amazing it's and the lands were worth it i just have never the opened them great. i also got wrecked to have i told you this story of how i bought a box i, I bought a case of unstable because i was just like that hyped and then uh the the usp the u.s postal service lost it and then, but the store was like dragging their feet, being like, no, we're not going to reimburse you. We're not going to give you. And it was like the first time I'd ever bought a case. And I was like, I didn't get this. Can you just send me a new case? And by the time they just reimbursed me, uh, cases no longer existed. The the, the, ah. the set had sold out so much. So like, I like eventually I like spent that exact same money instead of having six boxes. I had three <laughs> oh, bitter to brutal. this day. Um but yeah, I don't know. I like Timesparabok. Like, is such a beloved set. I'm I'm super hyped for this set. I'm excited to draft it. I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to get old border cards. Uh, I'm so glad Wizards is playing around with cool borders for stuff. I like. I love the God alternate frames. I'm like a sucker. I'm like the exact target demographic for like cool borders that are sweet. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for all of the like. The Strixhaven cards, which we haven't even talked about Strixhaven on this podcast, but we'll, we'll talk about that uh, uh, next week because um, I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. This Friday, uh, we'll be releasing kind of a whole breakdown on our Strix Strixhaven thoughts. Uh, we're we're doing the preview for this, and then and then Friday we'll do Strixhaven um, first looks, and then probably the following week we'll do like a timespout review and go through all the cool cards and, and talk about that. Then, um, but uh, also for people that are listening, we will be doing a um, live stream game uh Ben versus me. he's gonna be playing uh all of the cards we previewed today in one deck pack to the Titan, uh dead and gone, Montessori Swiss spear. I will personally be playing um, a bunch of different modern decks, probably jund and blue white (laughs) because I have them built Um, and we'll we'll be jamming some games and uh, that'll be super sweet. So definitely check that out at three o'clock today. Um, and and if you missed the stream and you're listening to this tomorrow, uh, those will be living as a VOD on 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 our on our YouTube channel. So YouTube.com/slash MMcast or Twitch.tv/slash Wiley will be live streaming to both. Um, and jamming some modern, some live paper modern, which hopefully you all enjoy. And then uh, make sure to follow. If you're on the channel, we'd love to hear what time spiral card you're most excited by or what's your favorite time spiral card of all time. I want to see that in the comments right now. Also, please like and subscribe. I do all the content creator things. It's really, really helpful. If you please, please do like, it does help all the algorithms thing. Thank you, anyone who came here and was watching for the first time um, and make sure to check out Monday Night Streams. Every Monday we do, we do commander content and then check out our patron. We do, there is literally a 40 minute piece of content released currently on our Patreon That was the beginning of this episode that was released exclusively there where we talk about Muppets and star Wars and all this really cool stuff. And I highly recommend it. Um, and it's $5 a month to get access to that section. Um, and it really helps make the podcast happen. And uh, thank you to all of y'all for watching. And thank you for wizards for yeah. the free preview.
1: Thank you to wizards for the pre review You guys are awesome. We really appreciate
0: that. Mm-hmm. Did you just say pre freeview Cause I think you did. No, it sounded yeah. like you did. Comment below. Are you trying to, sage, you trying to sage this moment? Mm, I, I am. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm sizing the day. Uh, carpe diem. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you uh, like every day. We release some content here all the time. Thanks so much.
1: This has been a production
0: of Time Traveler Media, sending podcasts into the future.